Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. Today, joining me on the show is singer, songwriter, actress, activist, and my dear friend, Ms. Shanice Cobbins. Shanice, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, I am so happy to be here, Melinda. How are you? I'm good. You know, so, oh, you know, oh, she's amazing. She's a year, which I can't believe it's already. I know, girl. <laughs> oh my goodness, that went by fast. No, that went by so fast. Can you? Wow. Oh, year. How sad are you? I'm. I'm sad. I'm not gonna lie. But even like in like at like the six month mark, there were already things I missed. You know, and then it just kept, she kept getting older and older and older. And I was like, oh, my God, you don't do this anymore. You don't do this anymore. Wow. Like, oh, and she's watching. It's beautiful, like, though. It's, oh, it's, yeah. The journey is so beautiful. It wow. It really, really is. And I'm I'm just I'm actually very grateful that John and I have been home with her this whole time, because if it were our normal schedules, I don't know how much of her growth we would have actually been you know been here for and just been like hands-on with you know mm. I'm so grateful I have my mom but mm. I, I I'm so glad that we didn't miss these moments because they've been yeah. Really, really special. Yeah. yeah but how have you been holding up we're about to come out of this pandemic finally finally in the tunnel <laughs> you know what it has been um I'm not gonna lie like the last few months have been difficult for mm. me um, and it's, and I hate saying things like that because it, for me, it makes me feel like I'm being ungrateful. Um, but it has been a journey and I'm just mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Um, lost some friendships, mm-hmm. you know, um, just trying to adjust to getting back and, and, and reacclimating myself to working consistently. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's like, I have five things on my plate and then I have nothing. And then, you know. Um, so it has been, the first half of it was awesome. I know that's weird to say personally, it was awesome. Mm. Meaning I was able to slow down. I was able to, you know, get some things in order. I was able to make some decisions. And then the second half was like a revelation. Mm. It was a huge revelation, um, a revelation about a lot of things. And so my I had to take a couple of steps back away from social media. It's just so much going on. And then you have the worldly things that are happening. And I just felt, I was like, I cannot handle all of this. I can't handle the, the, the funny memes. I can't handle the, the serious memes. I can't handle the, you know, the feminine, you know, we are one memes. I can't handle, I could not, I stopped being able to digest any of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I talk yeah. about mental health a lot on this show with my guests mm-hmm. and- you know, how do you feel like the past year has affected your mental health? Oh, it definitely has in a lot of ways. I feel that I embraced, I embrace it now. Um, I embraced it more in the beginning because it allowed me to realize how overworked I was. Mm just completely saturated with schedules and bookings and just trying to be the best, the best, the best, the best, you know, gotta be the best. And I said, no, you know, you don't have to do all of that. This second half is like, are you okay? Mm. Because now that things are starting to mellow out, it's, 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 are you okay with how this relationship is going? Right. Are you okay with the fact that, you know, you feel like you're, um, you're giving more over here than this situation is allowing you to be. So I just, it's, it was that sort of thing. It was like, wait a minute, 
I'm not okay. There were family things where I'm like, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with that. I'm not, I need to go for a walk. Maybe it's me. You know, there, there's that, it was like a, it was like I had been, it's like I had been in the bed the whole year and now I'm, <laughs> I've awakened and the sun is out. It's like, wait yeah. a minute. There's a whole life that I need to be living, but I didn't feel like I was representing my best self. Mm. And in the mm. last couple of months, I'm like, I need to get off of social media. I need to get back to like, who am I now? That's what it is. We've all changed in this pandemic in some way or another. Yes. And yes. I don't think I fully adjusted to who I am now yet. I totally get that. And I think, I hope at least that people viewed this pandemic and this kind of like, you know, we all hit the pause button for a little bit as a chance for rebirth because I definitely mm. have changed. I definitely, my goals have shifted. What yeah. I wanted of life has shifted. Clearly relationships have shifted because I think we were able to see very, very clearly who is in our corner and who is not throughout yes. this entire year. And I have a lot yeah. of trust that was broken. And I realized yeah. a lot about people, you know, in terms of selfishness, in terms of empathy, in terms of willingness to listen and understand. I mean, everything from just people that you see that weren't complying with wearing a mask or being safe to people that just still have not even said Black Lives Matter. Like there's so much that came to a head during this pandemic, but I'm actually so very grateful for it because I think that we would have gone on how we were living masked and oblivious in another 100 percent yeah 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 i think that's what it was for me as well it was like dang i don't want to unfollow you but i have to and you know and you're a nice person but nice is not going to stop another black person killed or to have those uncomfortable conversations with people and allow them to say to me you know oh i thought that I was doing something by blah, 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 but I realized through talking to you that I'm not doing enough or that, uh, oh, I, or I am prejudiced, you know, things like that. And the comparison button is constantly hit when it comes to black Americans. I feel yeah. like we have to take the brunt of all of, when they say black and brown lives, I feel like a lot of the times they throw in the brown lives just to kind of massage the situation so that you know, and it's weird, but sometimes I feel like everyone wants to be included in the issue when it's not their issue it's at like that to make moment. It palatable for some reason. Like if yes. it's so black people, people just can't digest they can't it. Can't digest it. But yeah, if and you it's like with black content. Brown, yeah, it's even with content. Like if you have all black cast, you gotta have one white person so that it's like <laughs> consumable for people. And yes, it's really interesting. But I'm and each you. week. Each week it's been something else. And I, and I, you know, that's what I mean when I say I had to start looking at myself and going, is it me? Because I feel like so much is going on that I'm starting to um, not be as positive as I used to be. And it's weird for me. Hmm. And I don't, and I'm like, wait, this entire time, have I been truly positive or was I simply skirting over issues because I didn't want to rock the boat or because mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was just trying to see the best in people. And sometimes they're just, they're just, there's no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. So the relationships, a lot of my relationships suffered and I had to let them die and I had to literally um, be okay with it, which 
is another thing. <laughs> I'm a fixer. Let's fix this. Let's work on this. Yeah. But when you when you finally realize, oh, I'm giving more in this scenario. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like as a black person, anytime someone else hurts, we hurt. We, it's always we. What are we going to do? And I don't always see that from everyone else. I don't always see that. And it's just, it's like, why is it when it's us, you guys can't seem to understand. You want, you want, um, you want an explanation. You want to know the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Okay, so, okay, what did they do? How, how many times did they, how do we know that this, but when it's everyone else, we just jump right in and we save everyone. <laughs> I legitimately had to say no like no more if this means that you will not hear from me if it means putting you on mute if it means you know I might I might still follow you but I just I can't take all of your posts or if yeah. it means you're doing the same for me or if it means you know and I I just stopped I just had to stop I had to just yell cut yeah and I get that I think this is what I think is the beautiful thing about our community, though, is that we do come from a place of empathy and understanding. Yeah. Granted, we, you know, we all have our moments and stuff, but I think as a whole, because of the adversity that we as a community have faced from since the beginning of time that has been passed down, like there's been proof that it's passed down through your DNA, like that trauma, yeah. we just yeah. know how to show up for other people without yes. question. But it yeah. is kind of getting debilitating because it is hard to continuously show up for people that don't show up for you. I mean, you know, even now, you know, we have all of these hate crimes happening against Asian Americans and I'm going to mm. show up for them. I'm going to show up for them 100% because that's my heart. That's who I am. But I'm not going to fault people that are in our community that are a little hesitant towards it because of the anti-Black racism that they've experienced within the Asian community, because that's something that isn't even addressed. But I did challenge somebody today on a post because <laughs> I'm trying to get everybody to realize that the reason marginalized groups sometimes are against each other is a direct result of white supremacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's something that has, it's been hanging over our culture for quite some time and it's never been explained. Yeah. This is the first time we're actually reaching out to one another and trying to, it's not the first time we've been trying, we're trying to be heard. It's the first time people are listening. Yes. Same end of that. So, so it's a matter of, yes, you're listening to me now, but do you hear me? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you haven't heard me in all this time. It should not be a trend for you to hear me. You should yeah. really want to say, Hey, hold on. And even hold yourself accountable and say, you know what? I really have not been there for my black brothers and sisters, or I was there halfway or, you know, and then when it comes down to, you know, the Asian Americans, I fully support because, you know, anytime we are, it's an, it's an unfortunate thing because when it's a blanket statement, I feel like people nitpick the parts of mm -hmm. love and accountability that they want to, that resonates with them. It's like, no, you can't do that. Wrong right. is wrong, right? right? But when I lived in China, on the news, there was a, a family that was discussing how if you bring a Black person home, you have plagued our dynasty. You have mm. plagued this family. You are, 
And so, and it's really funny to me that in spite of that, in spite of us that I know have gone overseas to do work in Asian communities, we are not treated the best. I've said this for years and years and years and years. When I went to Macau, it was the worst experience I ever had in my entire life. Mm. Um, and that, you know, but at the same time, that, like you said, that is the beauty of us being able to digest that, move that to the side to still see a human being. And that is all we ask for in return yeah. is that when, when we are hurting, I'm not asking you to pick up a knife and cut yourself. What I'm asking you to do is empathize the way that you do with a puppy, the way that you do with a child, the way that you do when it is your people, you know, or any other um, group. It's like, I, I, I don't know what is the difference. And I said this to a friend um, in, through DM yesterday. He was like, oh my God, I wish I could post what you just said. Just the idea of having to hesitate as a black person to say, but, 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 yes, mm. you know, but, but, but when it, it just, and that's why I had to walk away from social media because all of this is a lot. So I will post yeah. and I get off. Yep. I got to yep. post and get off because it just, it's been a lot. And then, you know, also with what we watch, with what we, who we're spending our time with. Well, a lot of the time we're not, socializing because of, you know, um, COVID and all of that. And so there is a mental breakdown that happens that you're just like, wait a minute, is this really me right now? And mm. it's uncomfortable. And that's where I've been sitting. Yeah. The last couple of months have been totally, totally uncomfortable. I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There is for some reason a, I get, I'm just, it's a lack of empathy when it comes to the black community. And I don't know why. I mean, again, I we talked about the roots of white supremacy and, you know, yeah. we can get into a whole bunch of stuff in regards to that, yeah. but I don't know how, why it's so difficult for people to just take a step back. And it's like, why do I view black people like this? Well, where did I hear this? Like, why am I afraid? Like you, if you put the pieces together, you'll realize <laughs> what the root of the issue is, you know? And I, yeah. and I, I've said this, I just feel like once all of the marginalized groups come together and all of the white allies come together and realize, I, I made this comparison. You've seen the movie A Bug's Life, right? Yes. Remember when all the ants realized, wait a minute. And they all went up against the grasshoppers. Like, when are we finally going to do that? You know what I, I mean? Know. You know what I mean? White supremacy is just sitting back watching this happen. Yes. And no, we're not like, we're not putting it together. Like, wait, I only yeah. think this way about this group because this group told me to think. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there on top of that are the issues that we have within our community. Yes. Yes. So I, I mean, honestly, you know, between Clubhouse, <laughs> Ooh, <girl. laughs> the internet, um, the memes, personal stuff. It's just like, I, I literally had to just be like, I can't take this anymore. And I started meditating every morning. I start, I mean, I'm so, so much so that I, you know, it, it took me, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say, like, I literally was just like, I need to go back to my roots. Like my mm -hmm. roots, my roots. I, I started listening to this um, this chant, this meditative, uh, let me put my computer down before I destroy my whole life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I need to Google anything, you know, just for, 
whatever. Um, it'll be there. But um, I had to go back and to my ancestors, like that far. Like literally, there was this beautiful chant that I found online and I've sent them to a few of my friends too. And they were like, girl, that is powerful. Mm. I cried. Like I literally was just like, yeah. And I feel like when I cry, I'm crying for everything because I, I don't allow myself to do that a lot. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're just getting down on yourself. No, 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 no. It's not really what you think. No, 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 no. This person really loves you. No, 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 no. And I keep justifying away the issues that I'm having. And so I said, no, I need, I think I need to pause. I think I need to really get real with how the world has been shifted. You know, this world, my world, the world, everything has shifted, including me. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow crawl back to who I am because I, now I'm asking now, what do you want? You know, now that the world is, is, is laid out there for you and blinders are off and, you know, those realizations are made plain, who are you? And now what do you want? Right. And as a single person, that is difficult for me to try to figure out because the foundation is me. So how are you, how are you handling that married and being a new mom and all of that? Like what has your mental been like? That's a great question. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have Sienna over the last year, I think that my mental health would be in a much worse place to be honest. Um, I do think that I'm, I'm stronger than a lot of people. I know that there are some of the people in our community that like, they can't even handle like the videos or the pictures or even the headlines when it comes to especially like things about our community. I'm not at that place yet, but I completely understand why people are. I completely understand the trauma that it, it, it creates when you're constantly seeing images of black bodies being hurt or you're constantly seeing, you know, our black brothers and sisters being vilified in a certain way. I'm not at the point where I can't handle seeing those images because I still use it as a means of education for other people, but I, yes. I get it. Um, you know, obviously I'm in a, in a racial relationship and my husband is, I wouldn't have married him if he won, he won on the up and up, obviously, you know, right, <laughs> but, right, right, right. Um, no, right. at the end of the day, you know, one of the main things that I've brought to him and he completely understands, I'm like, she she will never deny you as her white father, but you are raising a black daughter. And yeah. that is what the situation is. Whether he what, wants to or whether not. Whether he wants to or not. And he oh, completely sure. understands that and knows that and knows that our goal as she you know gets older is that no matter what she sees on social media or media, as much as I'll try to shield her from it as I can, you know, mm-hmm. you are a black woman at the end of the day. And that's yeah. the way the world is going to see you. And that's also... You know, and, and we had texted about this, why I was so um, aware of the Meghan Markle situation, you know, her being a biracial um, woman. But I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be honest because it's not really going to affect anything me saying this, but I do think that she had gone through a lot of her life being semi-white passing and Absolutely. not yeah. really... I, I don't even say that she didn't acknowledge because she never like denied her mother, you know, her right. mother and her are very close, but I don't think right. she leaned into her blackness at all. And that's something that I absolutely want to avoid and will never <laughs> allow for Sienna to do one, because I'm probably her biggest influence. I spend the most time with her, you know, just because my husband being a lawyer and, and him working, you know, I, she's with me most of the time, but yeah. um, that was a, a very sensitive situation for me because I don't, want her to fall into that at all. And yeah. I think that 
you know, we can talk about colorism and all of that. And that yeah. also is a- It's so real though. It's so real. And it also mm-hmm. is a um, the aftermath of white supremacy and something going back to slave days. They separated black people based on their skin tone. So when people yeah. are getting upset about each other, I'm like, take a pause and look, think about who you're supposed to be mad at right now. Yes. There's a reason yes. why this is a yes. situation, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, with her, it was really, really interesting because she got reminded- she is black. That's what we were. That's what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, you were like, do you want to hop on it? I was like, I don't know, because I mean, I have the opinion that you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right, right, and, I, right. You know, and, and because of what I do and who I, because we're in a world that is mainly white and mm-hmm. then they may sprinkle us in here and there. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, you have to, you have to say, Oh my God, if I say this, you know, it's, it's the unpopular thing or whatever. And you, and you have to worry about work and you have to worry about when other people say and do and and nothing ever happens. I mean, look at, um, the talk. Why is everyone else taking a hiatus because of your belligerence? It just does not make any sense to me. And, and, and not, and not to say, that because I know a lot of people are like oh Cheryl should have Cheryl couldn't have there's no way she could have spoken to that woman that way you just bringing that up like made me tense oh my god I don't think I've ever been so triggered and, and I I, so you know people triggered. use people use that phrase a lot but like that no that was it instance triggered me so much because I have been in that position definitely Definitely. More times than I care yeah. to count. And people have to also understand about Cheryl. I think I'm pretty sure that Sharon is a producer on the show. So in that mm-hmm. moment, Cheryl was probably like, I need to keep my job. Of course I cannot, you can af- see it. I cannot offend this white woman. 100%. She's like, how can I get my feelings across without offending this woman who was so blatantly offending me in this moment and make sure that my job stays? That's right. That's Nobody all I to Think thought. about that. That's all I saw. 100%. We all black women saw that. We That's saw every we saw. single thing that was going on yep. in her head. Yeah. And we've all done it. And it's not a matter of, because, you know, people outside of the industry, they're like, well, all she had to do was, no, 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 no. This is not an all she has to do was. The, the level of steps that it takes to compose yourself as a black woman or a black man, they don't even understand the level of steps. I mean, First of all, when she said, and don't you dare cry, I Ooh. was like, oh, I mean, if I had on pearls, like I literally, <laughs> I was like, they would have are, been clutched. <laughs> they would have been. I'm like, you are joking right now. I mean, you are the epitome of being a racist while then saying, I am not a racist. And, the, and the while defending. To educate you. That I was like, first of all, you're telling oh, this woman not goodness. to cry. And then you said, educate, educate me. me. It just, I, the caucasity of it all. I just, <laughs> I no just, other I way just, to describe there's it. no other way to put it. I was so blown away. And it's just like, that is the disconnect. Sharon yeah. is the disconnect. She's the epitome of what that means. Yeah. We need to start throwing her name in the hat with Karen. There's a Karen and there's a Sharon. <laughs> Because those two levels of white supremacy to Ooh. me 
are the ones that get people killed. That's the level. You know what I mean? That gets us fired. That's the level that makes us look like we are crazy. I mean, I've sat in a room trying to explain an issue. I think I told you about the issue with the young lady and the mm. jacket, how they yeah, were, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I'm, I'm sitting here, the only other black person in the room, mm. woman willing to say, I'm sorry, but that was wrong. Right. Well, how was it wrong? She was just joking. It was just a joke. No, 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 no. No, nothing that belongs to me should be in your hands at any time because flip this around. If this was, if this video was put on mute and you saw me take something out of your bag or out of her bag and run around the room over to the trash, I would be immediately fired. There would be no discussion. Mm -hmm. There would be no, oh my God, it was just a joke. No, 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 no. And that's how I felt watching Sharon. I was just like this grown woman with children who that she's also- Hello. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, but if Cheryl doesn't rethink that whole friendship, and that's not the first time she's done that. So I'm just I, ah, it was just, it was just like you've given her so many chances on this show. I remember when Holly Robinson Pete talked about it, and I definitely remember when Leah Remedy talked about it. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. you guys have seen this. Yeah, it's not, over it's not and new. Over. It's not new. Yeah. It's not new. But if Cheryl had have raised hand at all mm-hmm. to be like I'm out of here if she had just stood up it would have been oh she's being aggressive because that's she what they tell yeah, absolutely she she cussed before the break like she cussed going oh, into a commercial I'm sure she did no 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 I'm saying Sharon oh that's who I'm talking about yeah. that. I didn't hear the in between because all I heard was what was on air. And I actually see those are the type of things that I can't watch because they're they're so unbelievably real for me. Just having been around in white yes. spaces for so long and so many of them, I, I can't see that conversation because it just takes me back to times when I felt silenced. I felt frozen. Yeah. I felt invisible. I felt like, okay, what am I supposed to do to make this person feel better even though I'm the one that's hurting right now? Like, so I didn't see all of the other stuff that happened in between. And I, I mean, the condescending verbiage, the, the you know, I, it was, I felt like I was watching Roots. Mm, mm. <laughs> the way that Cheryl had to grab that chair and just, and then I saw her, you could see her looking over at Elaine because that's all you can really do. Mm-hmm. The whole, girl, do you see this? I mean. We all know what was going on in her mind. And it just, of course, of it was course. hurtful. It was just, it was hurtful. And you know what? <laughs> I think this is so interesting. I've actually never said this out loud. So this might be a good little tweet. But <laughs> the funny thing that I find about white women is that they're very quick to call out dumple standards when it comes to men. But they somehow cannot see those mm. same double standards when it comes to black women versus white women. Yep. Yeah. Like they don't see it. It's it's just it. a complete blind spot with that stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. I, it's it's wild that I mean I could such I've, a huge disconnect I've, there. I've thought of four different situations with you just saying that mm-hmm. that I've been through as well, where it's just like, oh my God, I could 
And the last, the last job I had, I didn't care anymore. I was like, I don't know if this is fully kicking in or if it's just that I am at my wits end with all of you or what, but it's, I hope that those people from my last job mm -hmm. have seen what's happened this last year and corrected their behavior. Cause we'll never be friends. Like mm. I don't want to be friends with those people, but I hope that they've looked at the scenarios that have come up and really taken a cold, hard look at themselves. Because to me, if you're not able to right your own wrong then what you know what we have to do it all the time yeah yeah self-check self-correct so self i mean i feel like i'm constantly you know not posting certain things to keep peace yeah oh yeah. i don't want to be the the raging black female online today or trinice did you see that and then we end up having table talk somewhere kitchen table talk somewhere else for someone to get the full version of how I feel, but online I have to be like, doo, 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 you know, yeah. yeah. Even that becomes overwhelming, or having to explain, you know, to someone that I'm sorry, but Black people didn't invent racism. So, like, why are you always asking us how to end it? Y'all need to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, I feel like Black people have been racist towards me. That doesn't exist. You now, someone may have been prejudiced. They could be mean. People. They could be rude, but they're not racist. Yeah, they're not racist. Yeah. Racism no. involves power. Yeah, Black people have no control over anybody's lives. <laughs> like we're constantly in defense of ourselves. We're constantly defending the reason we have to do certain things or the reasons we feel a certain way. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Recently, someone said, oh, you know, I just don't understand, you know, in my DMs, oh, I just don't understand. You guys are allotted the same privileges as everyone else. Why, you know, this whole, I can't find a job, I can't um, uh, buy a home or, you know, within yourselves, you can't keep a relationship or that. And I literally was just like, give me 5,000 seconds and 4,000 feet because I just... This is, there's so much to unpack there. The perception is so it's deep. So, yeah. It's crazy to me what, what people believe and how, I mean, it's, it's, it's willful ignorance at this point because the, the statistics are out there. The information's out there. Google is free. I always say that I need to get a shirt that says that like, it's not difficult <laughs> to find this information so that you know why black people are, are, have been systemically held back. There really is no equality. I don't know where I read this. Really, no, I think it said that like in order for the wealth gap to, to really close and for it to be equal, it was something that like white people would have to not to earn what they're earning now for like the next 80 years. <laughs> like, and only black people would have to earn income. It was something crazy like that. I want to find the actual statistic and post it, but it was something crazy. Yeah. Or white people had to earn no See, that's why that's why I have my for that's 80 why. years. Yeah, right. Right. But like that's insane to me. And I'm I'm sure it was something like that, but it was something where it was like a long freaking time where white people would have to make no money for black people to even get equal to where they are or even come close. You know, I was even explaining to a friend, because she's a brown friend, mm -hmm. and um I said to her, I said, you know. 
it's very easy for me to sympathize with with whatever you're going through. But at the same time, when you say things like, you know, well, you know, black people should never be prejudiced because they know what it's like. And I said, I said, no, I think you need to flip that around to look at it from, from where we sit. Mm. If you're a business owner as a brown person, you're still not a business owner as a black person. Right. You can walk into a situation and they can say, mm, here's $100,000, right? And I can walk into that same bank and ask for that same amount and they'll go, we're going to give you this $100,000, but that's going to be 30% interest. Right, right. So, and there's a bunch of collateral that, you know, you there's so many things. Like, can we put your home up? Because we're not really sure. There's just, there's so much red, extra red tape. I mean, it's everywhere. That people forget about. And I'm just like, oh my God, at the end of the day, you're still not black. I know y'all love our music and I know y'all love our groove, but you, and it's, I know that's a t-shirt too, but you honestly don't love our blues. You don't, you don't, you you do not understand it. You never will. You don't try. You assume. Yes. Yes. A lot of things. Yep. Yep. Case in point that I actually have the same leverage as you. (laughs) You really think that. Yeah conversation can end like there's nothing else right right I don't don't know what else to say to you after that because if you think that then there's a whole bunch of other things behind that 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 go along with that that you're also thinking that you're just not saying to me so I I want to kind of rally on that a little bit because you know for you obviously being a singer songwriter and actress and you know we all know that you you came into prominence when you were on season two of American Idol so how did that play a factor on that show, I don't. I'm. A, I'm gonna assume you're allowed to talk about your experience now because it's been so many years. But oh, I can yeah. only imagine that there's this perception that you got to a certain place on the show, you got to a certain level, so everything's equal. Blah 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 blah. When it comes to, like oh, being yeah. a performer and being in the entertainment industry. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I will say this: on both sides, it's it's not equal. Even my black brothers and sisters, like I, you know, I have to be completely honest and say in this pandemic, I have worked more Mm. with other, with white, with Indian, with uh, Italian, with Jewish, with, I have, I have never in my life had more auditions for us and it be, but what have you been doing for the last? What do you mean? My resume is there. No one else is asking me the questions that you're asking me. Why haven't you been in LA in all this time? Well, because I was overseas, but the, there is a disconnect there too. So that's yeah. why, that's why I'm like, mm, I love us, but uh, there's, there's also that yeah, thing of constantly having to prove even to each other that we're worthy. Yeah. 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 And you've known me 10, 15, 20 years. Like when I first moved out here, I, I knew this person is yes, but I mean, I haven't really, you haven't, you haven't been working with said director. Like I, I haven't seen you on this show yet, or I haven't, I had a different path. That's right, it. Right. 
Are you going to give me a shot? I mean, and then on the flip side of that, you walk in and you're, and you're like, oh, 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 I'm the only black person on Mm. the entire set. Well, okay. So I legitimately had to, had to help this young lady do my hair on a a set. And, um, one of the white girls came over and she said, wow, I, I've never seen that in person, (laughs) but now I get it because she was really struggling. I said, yeah, she legitimately took the hot, the, the straightener. And was just like, I just don't want to, I don't want to burn you. I don't want to, I said, girl, if you don't put some, some, some strength behind that <laughs> hand, like what is going on right now? Please. I said, you know what? I said, let me just do it. Cause I know the director's going to call us soon. Even me having to put, place it in that way. And she's shaking in her boots going, please don't let this black girl go off on me. I could read her mind the same way I'm also in my mind trying to structure the right way to tell her you have no business in my head. All of that stuff. And that happened on Idol too. I mean, bringing it back to that, it was just like, wow. Um, so you're just going to have me going out here looking like a ghost. You know, I'm a Brown woman and you're adding white powder to my face, mm. I, you know, or, or, I'm sorry, but Kimberly Locke is mixed race. So yes, you can add those straight extensions into her hair. Whereas I'm going to need a couple, a couple of ones that have a little king to it. Just all of that. We didn't yeah. even start doing textured clip-ins until recently. Mm. So that whole thing of just thinking that what's good for one is good for the other. I don't, I don't think people really fully understand that we've been left out of a lot of things, including tights, fishnets on stage, all of that stuff. Every time I would at, be asked to bring something nude, I'd say, who's nude. And then they were so confused when I asked that. And then they realized, oh shoot, you're right. Yes. Like even white people nude, you mean? <laughs> I mean, everything about that. Like, I, I, they just now started. I would have to dye my tights myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just all of that stuff. And so that, oh, my God, I didn't think about it. Oh, my God, I didn't think about it. But why not? You're hiring brown people every right. day. <laughs> Broadway. And you have us all out there. I mean, the Rockettes, even that, you're just... Oh, so so that you don't have to hire a darker toned, uh, darker skinned person and have them in these ridiculous looking tights, you go mixed race. Yeah. That sort yeah. of thing. That sort of thing. So, you know, it's... um, And that goes back to that colorism thing that I was talking about, because it's easier. If, if you can find it's black it's people... Right there. Yep. Yeah, if you find the, the mixed race people that fall into those European standards of beauty or European standards of laziness is what I like to say, because they don't want to try to go out outside of their box, which it shouldn't even be. You see, I can go off on a tangent about this for an hour, but that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. like, what's comfortable for me? What's mm-hmm. comfortable for the, you know, the general public, quote unquote, and it's mm-hmm. going in that direction, which is ridiculous because that's not the way the world looks. It's not in any way, shape or form. What, um, what has been the biggest challenge uh, for you during the whole pandemic? Honestly, just not seeing people. 
that that's mm-hmm. honestly I actually I've realized how much I do like staying home. <laughs> I've realized that mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. I'm happy being a homebody and I I get a lot done and I think that Same. this is the other thing. I feel like I was distracted by things that I don't need in my life anymore. And I think that that's been the biggest lessons. Like, I don't need this relationship. I don't need to do this type of gig. I don't need to be in this environment. Like there are certain things that I'm like, okay, God, I see you. Like, thank you. You're making it aware that when we go back into real world, these, I I can keep these five things and I'm good. I'm happy. I have my career. This is what makes me money. I have my family. These are the friends that I trust. And these are the friends I can count on. And these are the friends that were kind of those surface relationships that I kind of Mm -hmm. suspected, but Mm -hmm. I, now it's been, you know, confirmed. So it's, I I think it's been a year of revelation and I Mm -hmm. am very, actually very grateful for it. It sucked sucked being able to see people. I didn't get to see my sister, but thank God she's vaccinated now. She's finally going to come be with Sienna. That that was the hard thing, not seeing family, you know. Of course, especially as the baby is growing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she's getting older and those little precious moments of her being a a teeny tiny little something are gone. And now people have to be introduced to where she is versus where she was and all of that. I could could definitely see that. Um, But it... For me, the dating world has been. (sighs) I can only imagine because I think the dating world for a lot of people, even before the pandemic was a hot mess. And I didn't end on laughing. I I mean, John and I have been together for this is our 10 year wedding anniversary this year. So like we've been together before like any of the dating apps or any of that stuff. We met at Universal Studios. It was like like love thing, right? So I've never understood when I hear these horror stories of dating. Like I I, I feel bad, but I've been so blessed to have never had to go through that. So I could only imagine congratulations in a pandemic. Listen, I tell all of my friends, I'm like, if you are married or if you were were in a relationship before the pandemic, work it out. <laughs> like, don't work, mess that up. <laughs> do not, do not, do not introduce yourself to these muddy, seedy waters. Do not, do not step your pinky toe into this pond. And it just sounds like it's getting worse. I'm just like, I don't understand because these people are around. So, so what is it like? Is there just? more accessible to them now like you're more because there's so many dating apps i just don't get what it is because i feel like i'm hearing more horror stories it's so funny anything else (laughs) it's so funny because you can include instagram into dating apps these days god um because that's where a lot of people you know they get in your dms and they're just like hey hey hey." um i i i i get i get completely i've never been more of an introvert than i am right now Mm. i was when i was younger and then I popped out and, you know, I was like, yeah, world, this is me. And now I'm like, I'm slowly going back into the hole. And I'm just like, you know, I have to tell people now, like, I am intentionally dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Move out of my way if that is not you. <laughs> me and God have talked about this. Oh. And you're a distraction. That's hilarious. And don't I worry. Love that you have that boundary. Yeah. And don't worry. I allowed it. So it's not your fault. But from here on out, this is what this is, you know, and I think that is also something that I learned in the pandemic is to be more intentional about 
what I really, truly want, not Mm. the compromised version so that just in case this doesn't, no, 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 no. Yeah. Get out of my DMs if you're not ready for marriage. Right, right. I, but that's good. Sure. I love that you have that boundary. You have that standard because so many people don't. And I, I didn't. I respect so I, that. Yeah, I didn't for so long because mm-hmm. I was afraid to even do it. I was, I was like, nah, you know, I still have so much living to do. And I'm, you know, and I would listen to guys be like, but you're never here. And, you know, well, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Cause you're not married yet. And I'm just like, well, I spent a lot of my time traveling and the relationships that I was in, they, they just didn't work out, but they were long-term relationships. Yeah. So I've been in relationships more than I've been out of them. And to be single and, and go through this is like, whew, this is, this is a lot, but it's good. It's, I feel like it's healthy Good. because now I know for a fact, I don't want to be nobody's girlfriend, like for the rest of my life. Nope. No, 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 no. You're like, no. I'm trying to be somebody's wife. And if I'm that is someone's not you, wife. Right, you are. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Well, before yeah. we wrap up, you know, what are you looking forward to most as we're exiting this pandemic and finally getting back to some sense of normalcy? What, what are you yes. looking forward to? Trips. I'm looking forward to exploring more because I'm such a nature person. Mm. I like to get out. I love traveling, Um, you know, seeing my friends and going places and having full, genuine, long hugs. Um, And and just honestly, um, I feel like for myself, I need like... I need to, I know that we're going to be out, but I need to go someplace where I can unplug like a retreat or something like that to fully dive more into me. Um, and, 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 and embrace this new me, you know, because that's important. I think, you know, I'm saying I'm a wife and all of those things, but I also have to acknowledge that that takes changing and shifting and all of that for myself and whoever this new person is, um, meaning myself, (laughs) whoever this new girl is, she needs to show up 100%. And right now I'm like, who, what, Mm -mm -mm -mm." you know? So I feel like I need a getaway. I need a little, um, time alone. I know I've been alone all this time, but a retreat, you know, with other people, but just me, I don't have to constantly, I do want to see my friends, but I also need like a little reset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Restoration time. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Well, let everybody know where they can follow you and keep up with the work that you're doing. Well, you can follow me um, on Instagram at Trenice one, T-R-E-N-Y-C-E, the number one. You can follow me on Trenice music on Instagram, uh, just at Trenice on Twitter. And I also have my alltrenice.com website where I do, um, I teach um, acting and singing lessons on there. So I'm always available for that as well. And so, yeah. Awesome. Well, I yeah. love being able to sit down and chat with you for a little you bit. It's always too. a pleasure. And I can't yeah. wait to give you one of those long hugs. I do, get- same. <laughs> and pick up that baby. I was like, she is so yummy. Oh my God. She's, I know. I eat her cheeks every day. Like literally. She's I eat yummy. She's so oh sweet. my gosh. Can't wait. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I can tell now. I was like, oh, I can see all the little sass in her oh, eyes. Girl. Mm. <laughs> 
it started early too. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting down with me and to the listeners. Make sure you subscribe to We Need to Talk and follow Trinice. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. <laughs>